Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, the podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you so much for spending some time with me today, and I truly hope that this episode will help you uh, to weather the storm that you may be facing in your life at this time. This is season three of Weathering the Storm, but it is season one of this podcast on the Scattered Abroad Network. If you haven't already, please go like us on Facebook. You'll find us there if you'll type in Scattered Abroad Network. Find us on Instagram. Go to our website, scatteredabroad.org. And also, and most importantly, please pray for our effort as we are striving to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible. Today we are in episode 13, and we are in part two of a study on the prophets. In our last episode, we introduced this study is going to be a five-part series in which we are going to look at some of the prophets of God and see the storms that they faced and how they were able to weather those storms in hopes that it will help us. And so last week we began with part one, looking at the example of Isaiah. And we studied from Isaiah chapter six and how he reacted and responded to the holiness of God by saying, here am I, send me. And even though he had a difficult task, he went forth and did so boldly, did so courageously. And we, he serves as a great example for us when we face difficult times to keep moving forward and trusting God. But today we come to our second example, and that is the prophet Jeremiah. And I'm excited about this study, and I hope that you'll have your Bibles open with me as we look to the example of Jeremiah in, hope, in hopes that we can learn much from him and apply these lessons to our lives. I want to begin just like I did last week by sharing some background information. You know, I believe it's helpful when we study our Bibles and we come upon individuals that we take the time to look at what their name means. Take the time to look at their background. Look, um, for example, uh, kind of see the tribe, uh, their family. All these different things, they matter. And so I hope to share some of these thoughts with you in hopes that it'll help us in, in thinking about Jeremiah, learning more about him. Jeremiah was a prophet who was from a priestly community about three miles northeast of Jerusalem. He is known as the weeping prophet because of what he saw and what he endured as a prophet of the Lord. And really, that's why he serves as a great example for this podcast, as one who certainly had to weather multiple storms in his life, especially as a work of a prophet. The book of Lamentations, which was more than likely written by Jeremiah, serves as a funeral service for Jerusalem, with Jeremiah being an eyewitness to the city's demise. And you picture a man who prophesied to these people, told them what was coming, and then when it came, he was there to see it happen. But it wasn't a joyful experience. He loved Jerusalem. He loved his people. And yet he had to watch them be destroyed, watch them be carried away into captivity, and, and to consider the horrible circumstances and the situation that the people brought on themselves through their idolatry and through their, their sinful actions and really their rebellion against God, which is what brought it on in the first place. 
The bulk of Jeremiah's prophetic work was aimed toward the southern kingdom of Judah. And we remember the significance of Judah. Our Lord sprang out of Judah, Hebrews 7:14, a prophecy made back in Genesis 49 and verse 10. The scepter shall not pass from Judah till Shiloh come, Shiloh being peace, our Lord the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. We consider the importance then of God protecting and preserving the seed line to bring about the Messiah from the tribe of Judah. And so the work of Jeremiah was extremely important in God's overall scheme of redemption. Jeremiah prophesied during the reign of five kings, Josiah, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, and Zedekiah. His work lasted about 40 years. You may recall in our last episode, we discussed that Isaiah prophesied from anywhere from 40 to 60 years. And so here we have another prophet, four decades worth of prophesying, of preaching God's message. Jeremiah, like Isaiah, had a very difficult task. And his task was to bring God's people to repentance. You know what's so sad about it when you study it is that Jeremiah was trying with, with every fiber of his being to preach the truth in love and to preach it in a way that, that they would see the error of their way and change. But he was actually viewed as a traitor because the people did not want to hear what he had to say. You know, that would have been extremely difficult. Preaching to a, 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 to a crowd of rebellious people who did not want to hear what you had to say. We think about that with all kinds of individuals in Scripture. Think about Stephen for just a moment, the, the first Christian martyr. We read about him there in Acts chapter 7, and he gives them a history lesson. <laughs> he goes back and he tells them, uh, really walks them through the Old Testament uh, and brings them up to the Messiah. And he said, listen, you, you killed him. Much like Peter said in Acts chapter 2, he preached the same message that Peter did, but it was received in a different way, wasn't it? You know, in Acts 2, they were pricked in the heart, but in Acts 7, they were cut to the heart. A big difference there, and they stoned him and killed him. And so when you think about the prophets, you think about these spokesmen for God, you think about those who boldly proclaim the gospel, this isn't a new thing. It's been going on for a long time. People do not want to hear the truth. You know, in Isaiah chapter 30, verses 9 and 10, the people actually told Isaiah, do not prophesy unto us right things. Prophesy unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 30, verses 9 and 10. They literally told him, don't tell us the truth. You tell us what we want to hear. I'd like to use this illustration, and maybe it might help us a little bit. Let's say that you, you have a something going on physically, and, and you can't really figure it out. So you go to the doctor, and come to find out you have some, uh, some cancerous places on your body. Well, you tell the doctor when he walks in, tell me what I want to hear. And the doctor said, okay, well, everything's fine. Your scan looked great. And then you leave, and six months later, the cancer has spread to the point that now you can't do anything about it. You see, sometimes we, we want it to be easy, we want it to be comfortable. Just tell us what we want to hear. But that does not negate the truth. And the same is true with God's Word. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, we have this recorded that Paul told Timothy to preach the Word. He said, you be instant in season, out of season. In other words, you preach it when it's popular, preach it when it's unpopular. Preach it when they want to hear it, preach it when they don't want to hear it. 
You be instant in season, out of season. You reprove, rebuke, exhort, do so with all long suffering and doctrine. Then he said this, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but they will heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. They shall be turned away from the truth, and they shall be turned unto fables. Dear friends, that's exactly what's happening in the religious world today. People want to go where they can be entertained. They want to go where they can hear something that makes them feel good about themselves, and they can go home and forget about it. But that's that's not what God had in mind when he wanted individuals to go and preach the gospel. Notice what Paul told Timothy, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Truth can hurt, but you know we need to be willing to hear it because regardless of how we feel, that does not change what the truth is. When it comes to spiritual matters, we need to remember that God's word is Truth, John seventeen seventeen. All of his commandments, the sum of his word, put it all together. It's all truth. Psalm one nineteen one sixty. It's all God breathed. Second Timothy three sixteen. And we need to have a great respect for his word. So when we think about Jeremiah, keep all these thoughts in mind. He's prophesying, he he's speaking truth, but he's doing so to a people who do not want to hear it. In fact, there were there was a false prophet who said the captivity would only last two years. But you know, Jeremiah told him, no, it's going to last 70 years. Who do you think the people wanted to hear? <laughs> Who do you think the people followed? Do you think they followed Jeremiah? No. When they heard two years, they said, oh, that's what we like. That's what we want to hear. But did that change the truth that the captivity would last 70 years? No, absolutely not. Babylon would come, and God's people, the kingdom of Judah, would go into captivity for 70 years, just as Jeremiah had prophesied. If you have your Bibles with you, I want us to focus in on, on one text, and that is in Jeremiah chapter 20. This is probably the most familiar of, of all of the passages in the book of Jeremiah, but I want us to think about this uh, from the perspective of Jeremiah weathering the storm. Let's consider Jeremiah chapter 20. I'd like for us to read verses 7 through 13, and then back up and really focus on verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 20, beginning in verse 7, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. O Lord, you induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted violence and plunder, because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and derision daily. Jeremiah is, is pouring out his heart to God, and he says, I'm telling them exactly what you told me, but they don't want to hear it. They mock at me. And this is very, very difficult. Look at verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. I couldn't contain it. I had to preach it. For I heard many mocking, fear on every side, report, they say, and we will report it. All my acquaintances watched for my stumbling, saying, perhaps he can be induced. Then we will prevail against him, and we will take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. But, O Lord of hosts, you who test the righteous and see the mind and heart, 
Let me see your vengeance on them, for I have pleaded my case before you. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the poor from the hand of evildoers. This is really a roller coaster of emotions, is it not? It gives us a glimpse into how Jeremiah felt. Twenty chapters into this text, you, you consider all that he's been through. You consider the mocking and, and, and the fact that people did not want to hear him, even though he's speaking truth, even though he's telling them something directly from God. You go back to Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 9, he, he said, His word was in my mouth. This is literally the word of God, and it's coming out from Jeremiah being a spokesman for God. We talked about that in our last episode. That's what a prophet was, a seer, a, a spokesman for God who was speaking absolute truth. But let's go back and focus on verse 9, and I want to share with you three quick points from this text, and then we want to look at the application in hopes that it will help us to weather the storms that we may be facing. Number one from verse 9, we find that Jeremiah was ready to quit because of discouragement. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. In other words, Jeremiah said, I've come to the conclusion that it isn't worth it, and I'm ready to throw in the towel. You know, when I was in preaching school, my instructors told, told us as a class that the number one reason that preachers get out of preaching is discouragement. Preaching at times can feel very lonely. You pour your heart into a sermon or multiple sermons. You prepare all week. You spend much time in prayer. You spend much time in study. From a mental standpoint, you feel fatigued by the end of the week, but you're so excited to preach. And those of you who are listening who preach, you know that feeling on Saturday when you start to look over your sermon again and you start to pray about it some more and there's just an excitement that builds every week. And then you get up Sunday and you preach your heart out. And you have individuals who don't care. You have some who never look up. You have some who never open their Bibles. You have some who say that was too long or that was too short or you moved too fast. And then you go home and you start the process all over again. Preaching can be discouraging. Preaching can be lonely. And Jeremiah didn't shy away from that. This is how he felt. He was ready to quit because of discouragement. But aren't we thankful that it didn't end there? And aren't we thankful that Jeremiah didn't quit? Look at the great work he was able to do, and we have it recorded for us, and we can learn from his example. Which brings us to our second point. Even though he was ready to quit, and even though he felt like throwing in the towel, he was reminded of his purpose because of God's word. Here in verse 9, notice the word but as, as, a, as a change of thought here. I was ready to quit, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire. It was shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and, and I could not hold it back. So Jeremiah wanted to quit, but but he had to preach. And there's a difference between you know, I have, I have to say something, and I have something to say. There's a huge difference between the two. You don't get up because, well, I guess I'm going to have to say something today. No, I've got something to say. Jeremiah had a message from God, and he went to go and proclaim it. God was with him all the way. 
told him he would be with him. That's why we have Jeremiah chapter 1. And when you read that chapter, you see that he is divinely dispatched into the work of the prophet. So from a personal standpoint, Jeremiah, this, this ministry was so unpopular and he was so discouraged. He was ready to quit. But the word of God was in his heart. You know, the psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119.11. When we hide the word of God in our heart, it changes the way that we think. And it ought to motivate us to share what God has said with others and not keep it to ourselves. And so Jeremiah, even though he was ready to quit, he was reminded of his purpose because of God's word being in his heart. But then number three, he was revitalized in his heart to preach and proclaim the word. Let's look at the end of, of verse 9 again. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. It's as if it was impossible for him to sit back and watch the people continue in their way. He had to at least give his best effort to try to reach them. And so even though it hurt him to be mocked, it hurt him to go through that discouragement, it would hurt him even more to sit back and not say a thing. And what a great lesson for us today when it comes to evangelism. We see people every day who scoff at God, who scoff at His Word, who ridicule Christians. But we can't sit back idly and allow them to continue that without at least trying to reach them with the gospel in hopes that they'll receive it in the proper way. And that's the responsibility that every Christian has. And so again, we can learn much from this example of Jeremiah. As we bring this episode to a close, let's consider the application. As Christians, we have the responsibility to take all of God's message into all the world. Mark 16, 15. Now, does that mean that we're going to be received in a great way every time? No, absolutely not. My first door knocking campaign was in North Carolina. I was so excited to go and knock doors and invite people to the gospel meeting and try to get Bible studies. The first door I knocked on, the man opened it. And as I began to tell him what we were doing, he slammed the door. And that was my first door. And I thought, well, that did not turn out well. And I was ready to call it a day. But I'm so thankful that we kept knocking. We knocked on about 2,000 doors that week. And even though we had no one show up to the gospel meeting from the people that we invited, we had the opportunity to get people to think about the Word of God and to think about God. And it is my prayer that hopefully a seed was planted and that they have thus reached out to the local congregation and that they have studied their Bible like never before. You never know what can happen when you plant the seed because the power, as I mentioned last episode, is not in the message or messenger. The power is in the message. And God's Word will not return into him void. So for Christians, even though we may face a difficult crowd, people that don't want to listen, we still have a message to proclaim. If they hear it, great. If they don't, you still have that responsibility to preach it to them. You know, sadly, many people will despise us for our efforts, but it is not our message to contain. You see, Jeremiah said, I could not contain it. And every Christian ought to have that mentality. I can't keep this to myself. I've got to go and spread this to others. In fact, we're commanded to. It's not the great suggestion. It's not the great omission. It's the great commission. And the one who has all authority, Jesus the Christ, is the one who sends out his disciples to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15. 
Go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Matthew 28, 18 and following. Christians had that responsibility, that privilege of spreading the gospel. But finally, Jeremiah faced a lot of heartache, but he stayed the course and weathered the storm because he kept his trust in God and in God's promises. He knew that God was with him. He knew that from the very beginning. And we as Christians ought to remember that as well. God's with us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. So let's get motivated to do his will. You know, maybe we like Jeremiah feel like quitting at times. But let's remember his example. Let's be reminded of our purpose. And let's be revitalized in our hearts to do the will of God. I would like to close by reading Lamentations chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. I mentioned to you earlier that Lamentations is like a funeral service for Jerusalem. And yet we have this beautiful passage in the midst of this storm. And I believe it's very fitting to close with this passage. Lamentations chapter 3, beginning in verse 21, going through verse 26. This I recall to my mind. Therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. This comes from the weeping prophet. This comes from one who was ready to quit. But let's learn from his great example to keep trusting in God, knowing that he will see us through even the most difficult storms. I thank you so much for listening today, and I truly hope that this episode will help you in some way to weather the storms of life. Thank you. May God bless you. And to God be the glory. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.